Martin Freeman joins me now. He's the CEO of the international real estate group Opvest, and he speaks to us from New York in the U.S. Uh, Opvest, of course, offers investors the opportunity to invest in individual properties in the U.S. and to earn dividends in dollars. And these properties are predominantly in the medical sector. Martin, thank you so much for joining me. We last spoke in early July and uh, subsequently I received several emails and phone calls from listeners asking several questions. And I want to put these questions to you today. Let's start with uh, Obvious's track record. Many people look at investments and they would just like to see exactly how has this uh, business performed in the past because they believe it could indicate of what will happen in the future. Can you just give us a, a quick uh, history of the company and the actual returns you were able to generate for investors? Perfect. Thanks, Ray. And thanks for having me on your show again. So just uh, starting with a short history of the company, from a selfish perspective, myself, I exited a large financial services company in South Africa that I had co-founded, ended up going to the U.S. and did an executive management program. And when I returned, the one thing I wanted to do was, just like your listeners, I wanted to invest offshore and earn dollars. And investing into the United States obviously is very complicated. It's expensive. It's difficult. And there are many barriers to entry. So I started to look around and figure out, are any other people doing it and how are they doing it? And that's when, over those years, it led me to my current partners who were trying to seek the exact same objectives, which is invest offshore. Uh, As friends, we have now moved forward over the years and co-invested into deals. And if you fast forward seven years, we have built the brand, which is now known as Orbvest. And the team has amassed acquiring deals in the U.S. of $350 million. And that's pretty much how the company got going. It was from a selfish perspective. Obviously, then other people started to invest into the same deals. And we have built a superb brand, not only in South Africa, around the world. As far as the track record is concerned, we have continued to grow the brand globally, where we raise equity. We now have investors from over 20 countries in the world. And they number in the thousands. And we're very proud of our reputation. And importantly, what do these investors get? They earn, uh, on average, over the seven years, 75 to 9% cash dividends. These are paid out quarterly. And then when we exit the deals after typically five years, they have generated double-digit returns in total of 11% plus. Yeah, that is substantial. In how many properties have you invested during the past seven years? So we're now on Medical 34. We've just completed Medical 33. So you can see that the team certainly has a very strong track record of knowing how to acquire, where to acquire in the United States. And it's important for uh, listeners to understand that we only invest in the medical niche. We have a hyper focus in that. And uh, we've spoken about that before uh, as to why it is medical. And we believe that's one of the most resilient sectors in the United States. And it's easy for people to understand. I've received several questions from listeners regarding the demographics of the typical investor. Typically, a a question as to who are you targeting and and who do you think should consider uh, your offering as a potential investment. Uh, can you maybe just start off, how many people have actually invested in your properties and, and what is the average demographic? So in terms of the number, as I mentioned, it's uh, certainly in the thousands now. And in terms of the demographic, what I will say is the following. 
is that we took a decision many years ago that our strategy was to help investors from around the world build wealth for themselves and their families. So anybody who has $5,000, which at the moment is about 75,000 Rand, is able to invest into our deals. And we are very proud of the fact that we simply are able to assist people anywhere in the world who want to invest into these deals with 75,000 Rand or $5,000. It is fair to say that in some countries elsewhere, in Europe, etc., they will have a minimum investment in their own area of around twenty-five or 50000 or $100,000. But typically for South Africans, it can range anywhere from $5,000 right up to a million dollars. What is the average investment amount from your South African investors? So it started off in the early days that we were attracting high net worth individuals. And uh, with the minimums being a little bit higher, it was sitting close to $100,000. It then moved swiftly down towards $50,000. And over the last year and a half, it sits at really between ten dollars and $20,000. That's because a lot of people, when they hear about us for the first time, we encourage them actually, just put in five or $10,000, see how we go, make sure that you actually experience uh, our real client service and we're as good as we say we are. And then over time, they reinvest again and again and again into multiple deals. So ultimately, while they may have invested a large amount of money of fifty, hundred thousand dollars or more, we encourage them to split it over multiple deals. That's why our average is actually lower per deal. Liquidity was also an issue f- for some listeners. Uh, what what is the average period investors hang on to their investments, and are they able to exit um, some of the investments earlier if they need the money locally? It's a great question. So we often get asked about liquidity. Real estate obviously is something that just as you had to buy a house or a property in South Africa, you know, it certainly is not short term. But again, if you had to invest into the equities market, people would say don't do it for a short term perspective. So our deals are typically five years. What that means is you invest, you're going to get, call it on average, let's assume seven to 8% cash dividends and then your capital gain at the end. But life is life and people have circumstances. And it often happens that people want to exit the deals. Whilst we don't actively promote that we have a secondary market, I can tell you that when people have wanted to get out of a deal and they approach us, what we do is we then float their share. Let's assume they invested $20,000 to the other investors in the same deal. And most times it gets snapped up very, very quickly by the other investors. Because once the deal is performing, most people, in fact, turn around to us and say, I wish I had invested more money initially. What are the fees related to these investments? So everything that we charge is disclosed 100% transparently in all our documentation upfront before investors invest. And so Orvest typically makes three fees. Number one, we have an acquisition fee upfront, which is market related, which then is around one and a half to 2%. Then what we do is during the life of the deal, we charge an asset management fee, which currently sits at about 0.75 of a percent, which, as most people know, uh, competitors in the industry usually charge between 1% and 2% to manage funds. And then where we make the bulk of our money is when we exit after five years. So what happens at the exit? If investors make money, we make money with them. And if they don't, we don't. So we feel we're very well aligned to investors 
and that's how we make our fees and that's our business model. How do you make money from an exit? So what happens is that when a building is acquired in America, the one misconception is that people think that there is no inflation or escalation. That's incorrect. Almost all of our leases have 2 to 3% escalation of their rental built into it. So when you buy a building in America, what happens is you're buying it based on the net operating income, and there is something called a cap rate. I won't go into that. Mm. And obviously, over the years, what we believe is we can increase the income, and the income increases naturally because of these escalations. What that means is a building in a decent location with decent tenants, with the right fundamentals, will increase in value over time like in any other country. And so what happens is when we sell the building after five years, there is a profit known as a capital gain. And that gain is then shared between the investors and ourselves. And at all times, bearing in mind, we also have what's known as a hurdle of 7%, which means that we don't really earn until investors have got their 7%. Interesting. Another question relates to the management of Orbvest. Is the management invested in these individual opportunities or, or properties uh, alongside investors? Absolutely. So Orbvest, it's management, and Orbvest, the company, co-invests into every single deal. And so that's something we're very proud of, and uh, we believe strongly that you've got to have skin in the game. In the past, you only offered a an investment opportunity where an individual investor, uh, not only in South Africa, but around the world, could invest only in, directly into a single property. And I always thought, you know, that could be a bit risky. Why not offer a portfolio of properties to invest in to reduce the risks of individual properties? But you have launched such a product. Uh, tell us about it. You're quite right that investing into a single building is risky. We only, up until now, have really acquired multi-tenanted buildings because obviously we want to spread the risk within the building. And we also launched a portfolio product last year, which was called Orvest Diversified Holdings, which was where you invest from 5000 up to a million dollars into ODH. And then ODH then invests a little bit into each of our multi-tenanted buildings. But I'm very happy to announce that, as from today, we are launching the triple net portfolio. What that is, is in America, you get single tenant buildings, and triple net actually stands for the term of the lease, meaning that the tenant pays for pretty much all the expenses in the building. So it's very easy to understand. It is a single tenant building that has 10 plus year lease, it is a very strong tenant. An example of that would be a dental practice, a Walgreens in America, a CVS, a imaging center that has a very proud history and reputation of being present in that town. And so we are going to be acquiring eight to 10 of these assets. They are very low risk. Many of the names that I've mentioned actually come with corporate guarantees. Some of them are listed on the NASDAQ. And so when you put them together in a portfolio of eight to 10 buildings, it is low risk and allows investors to get in, earn strong dividends, strong exit after five years and really sleep well at night. And so that is our newly launched triple net portfolio as from now. You say it is low risk. Is the potential returns also around 7%? Absolutely. So we will never go below 7% at this stage in our 
business uh, model. Uh, we believe that 7 to 8% cash dividends to investors from anywhere in the world is acceptable. Those are obviously paid out quarterly. And then provided we can generate double-digit returns when we exit after five years, we again believe that's acceptable. And people have spoken with their money. You know, they've invested consistently. Even our equity that we raise in America continues to grow. And uh, it certainly is being accepted over here also. So the model is working. It's interesting that the tenants pay for most of the expenses. Uh, what uh, is Orbis's role in, in, in such an investment? Just to own the building or do you need to do other things as well? No, absolutely. So there is always a role for what's known as the general partner, meaning Orbist. Um And when you acquire a building, there are always responsibilities of a landlord, uh, even in the U.S., and even with a triple net deal. So often those will exclude expenses or maintenance, for example, of the roof or the parking, bearing in mind that uh, things do happen in these buildings. You still need someone to manage it. Hence, I've got my acquisition team based out of Atlanta. Myself, I'm in New York. And so when we acquire these deals, you still need, obviously, to be able to uh, arrange the debt, uh, to be able to sign for the debt, and to uh, build a portfolio across America with our relationships that we really have solid relationships going on many, many years now. You, you refer to debt. Uh, what typically would the gearing of such a property be? All our deals are generally around 65-35, which means 65% debt. We want to be conservative and 35% equity. So, for example, if you had to buy a building that was $10 million dollars, it would be $6.5 million of debt and $3.5 million of equity. We do not take risk on the interest rates in America. They are low. All deals that we do, we will lock in those interest rates and make sure that we are not affected if interest rates go up going forward. You, you say a, a gearing of around 65%. How does that compare to other property companies? So you remember that uh, prior to GFC, et cetera, that number was up at around 85, 90. Uh, people generally in our industry certainly have moved down towards the 70 and around the 65% mark. And that's where we believe it's prudent. If your property value drops, there's, there's enough equity in the deal and your ratios are right that you're not going to end up with a capital call or some other adverse event. There was uh, just lastly uh, one question regarding the dividends. How is it paid and where are these dividends paid? So investors in South Africa particularly um, can invest via two methods. Number one, we have offshore structures and then via a U.S. structure. And so most of our South African investors, we have a structure based out of the Seychelles. We are listed, in fact, in the Seychelles. And so what happens is they invest seamlessly via the Seychelles. It is a method that we've used for many years. And so what happens is that the money goes via their single discretionary alliance or via their foreign investment alliance, or if they've got an offshore structure via the Seychelles. And together with our international investors, it goes into the U.S. It then generates the returns. Those returns are paid back to wherever we've received the funds from into their appropriate structures, and then they would pay their dividends tax in whatever jurisdiction they come from. Um, can you maybe use an example of a South African investor 
who invests? Uh, where, where would that person receive the dividends? Uh, or put differently, would that person be able to you know, deposit that uh, dividend into a bank account offshore? Absolutely. So I'll give you a real example, as we generally do. People contact us. It's a seamless process. They register on Orvest, www.orvest.com. What happens is one of our client relationship managers will get hold of the client. We'll take them through everything. We'll show them everything. There's no pressure on them to invest. They've just got to look at the information and decide if they want to proceed. If they want to proceed, we will take them seamlessly through a process. We'll get them registered and made sure that they meet the requirements of obviously FICA, AML, KYC, etc. We will then ensure that we assist them to get the money into their account that is opened in the Seychelles. And what happens is we use obviously various well-known brokers and individual companies such as Sable and others who this is what they do for a living. And what happens is when the money arrives there, it's in their wallet. They then decide which deal they would like to invest into. They invest into that deal or deals. We always encourage people to spread their risk. And once those deals close and they start to generate dividends, remember all our deals are income producing and generate dividends from the very first day and the very first quarter. So at the end of the following quarter, when it produces a dividend, it goes back into the wallet. That client then can seamlessly go onto our platform and see exactly what is in their wallet or account. And then they can either reinvest those funds or they can simply withdraw them back to the bank account that it came from for example, in South Africa, and thereby earn their dollar dividends, which means if the rand weakens, they're just earning more, obviously, rands from their dollars. Martin, thank you so much for your time today. That was Martin Freeman, the CEO of Orpvest.